Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. Today, you're going to listen to Penny Stock Guru Study Session, Chapter 6. I hope you are enjoying these as well as I am. Chapter 6. Welcome back, everybody. This is PSG. Uh, we're reviewing uh, Chapter 6 entitled Doing Your Research. Um, I do think it's going to be important I read portions of the book um, on this chapter uh, because of how detailed some of this may get. Um, I am assuming you've been doing your reading, so hopefully everything's paying out for you so far. OTC training camp, as far as you're getting down some fundamentals to be able to navigate and fish in the market. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, this chapter uh, six is uh, entitled Doing Your Research. Um, before uh, you invest in any penny stock, um, I do feel it's important that uh, you need to know um, some things about the company, um, things such as um, what do they do to make money? Um, what do you expect to get out of the shares? Um, I feel like your uh, your timeline, you need to have some type of timeline, timeline of your expectations and how long you're um, willing to wait and also what your uh, profit you're trying to see yourself uh, get out of this because um, what's most important is you're growing as an investor and then your portfolio will uh, follow suit uh, being able to manage those funds. Also, you need to know um, if the Companies on track, uh, what type of things have caused the company to, to go up or to drop? Um, you can uh, fill these details in by spending time doing research, sifting through the company. I do feel like, um, as we've mentioned in the past, um, doing your due diligence, I do feel like that's extremely important. Um, um, simply put, when it comes to uh, the more you uh, earn is uh, predicated upon the more you learn. So uh, I do feel as though if you put in the work, uh, things will follow suit for you uh, to be beneficial. All right. All right. Um, you need to also know uh, ticker symbols. Um, one thing about the ticker symbols, those are unique. At times, you're not going to feel like it's literally... Um, at times, you're not going to feel like literally um, typing out or explaining the whole company name. So ticker symbols are very convenient to be able to do so. Um, ticker symbols can uh, gener generally range between one to five letters. Uh, it just depends on the exchange. Um, that would definitely help you be able to decide. Um, the exchange is going to tell you uh, what type, what's how many ticker symbols they may have. So uh, as you invest, you'll be able to see the difference between blue chips and penny stocks, depending on uh, sometimes the uh, the ticker amount. All right. Also, you need to know about the share price. Um, you need to know where it's been trading um, because at the, some point you're going to be, if you find this company valuable, valuable at some point you need to know um, exactly along the lines of, hey, has this company been dropping? Um, has this company been going up and buying too high or am I buying low at a good position where I do see like see the value of the potential of it to grow more? Um, I will be the first, not the first, but uh, one of many to explain about um, I'm not a fan of buying high of any company. Um, most companies do eventually dip. I'm a firm believer, uh, stay patient and wait for the dip. 
right. Digging a little deeper or a lot deeper. Um, that's going to vary on the type of company you're looking into and what you find is valuable. Um, as we go on, we're going to pick out a few things that I do feel like are valuable to help you be able to make some money in the market. Excuse me. Stock quotes. Stock quotes are going to give you the price of a share to know where it's been recently traded. Um, this is very important to know because if a stock's been trading at, uh, let's just say, 20 cents today, and yesterday it was trading at 10 cents, I don't feel in my opinion that it would be valuable or beneficial to buy high when it was just trading at 10 cents. So I do feel like people are going to be taking profit and uh, the chance of dropping are a lot higher because the company's already up 100%. So as I mentioned um, in my other videos, I'm not an investment professional, but um, these are things that I've learned along my way of being able to help me lose some money and make some money in a sense of losing money earlier when I was buying high and not making sense of the company's already 100%. Why would you buy high of the day playing those percentages that didn't work in my favor versus, hey, this company's down right now. All the fundamentals are still intact. I'm going to double down and buy more now because I can see maybe this is an overreaction to the market. Another thing about stock quotes, uh, most of those are going to be 15 minutes delayed if you're looking on a Yahoo or certain websites. So understand if you're yeah on the Yahoo Finance uh, website, MarketWatch or CNBC. So understand if you need real-time quotes, which is the only thing I trade with, so I can see exactly every second where this company is going so I can track it and make sense of it, um, you're going to most likely pay for level two um, wherever you do. Um, I use scans. Level two is what I pay for monthly and Investors Hub also known as iHub, um, because they have a mobile version and I'm not always by the computer. So this is very, ben very beneficial for me. Trading charts. Um, these are also very ben beneficial. Excuse me. I like to use charts to look at where the company's been trading the last couple weeks, month, a uh, few months, or even to a year. I'm looking at the 52-week high, the 52-week low, looking at different patterns within the charts. Um, charts I do feel like are very good indicators of where a company could be going but also you need to know um, in the penny stock world sometimes stocks are very misleading in the aspect of if you're dealing with a shell company a bankruptcy company something that's something that can catapult it way more than what has been doing recently so if you're only looking at charts to tell you to predict the future, just understand the OTC world can be very misleading as well. So it's a good thing to be balanced and know on both ends of the spectrum what's going on. Um, it also, the book talks about the different candlestick charts, being able to um, detail, to see a detailed amount of how much volume, dollar volume within those candlesticks are trading per day. Companies' financials are very important. Oh, man. In my brief uh, analysis, I do have like a chart that I put on Twitter, literally showing how I sift the financials when I'm usually looking for. I'm looking for net income and expenses and debt. I need to know how much company, how much debt they have to see, hey, when they're going to be diluting. I need to know if they're really making money and also how much, uh, how much money, I'm sorry, net income, debt, and dilution. I'm going, I'm overthinking it, but these are three things that are very important to me because I need to know if the company's making money, when they're going to be diluting, and also if they're prof profitable. I'm overthinking. 
Uh, we'll say take media outlets and paid analysis. Um, I'm sorry, paid analysts uh, with a grain of salt. I say that because, um, and even with the press releases, because all of this information is usually out there to help the company go forward to increase their price per share. So sometimes you might not see some of the bad underlying factors within the company, which is important to be able to see through the lines and sift through different things. You have to ask yourself, why are these people in business, even with those free newsletters? Um, IRs, investor relations, You do need. Um, I do feel like it's important to reach out to them um, to be able to get different things answered. Um, come prepared. Don't just show up to the IR asking them about the price for share. Look like you've done your research. Do not waste their time. That's the best way I can say it. If you're calling them because the price per share is down, I'm, pro I'm prom almost promising you, you're not going to get what you're looking for. You're, you're calling a company to beat them down, knowing that a lot of these companies move way different far as just appealing to the price per share every single day. They got a lot of business things in line and it's not necessarily something on their fun side, I will say, for lack of better words. So just be answering, hey, why is the company, why is the price per share down? Um, sometimes the price per share is not an indicator of the true value of the company. We're going to go into some few, a few other things that uh, also um, double down on that. Message boards as well, taken with a grain of salt. Anybody can say anything in these message boards to get you to buy the shares. It's important for you to make sure shit makes sense when you're investing. Do a holistic view. Yes, people will say all the time, damn, you got to watch this stuff all day. Yes, this is a job. Yes, yes, you are, you are going to have to track this. And yes, it's going to be beneficial to you growing at it as an investor versus just, hey, my stock's up today. I'm happy. Hey, my stock's down today. I'm upset. Managing your emotions is going to be very important to growing. Um, in the book, they also show some questions you can ask the uh, ask management or IR. They do vary on the size of the company. I don't feel like some of these questions would be beneficial to asking a company just starting out when you would know, hey, they may not already have that many employees. They might not be profitable just yet. So it goes back to do your homework before calling these IRs or asking management so that they can at least know you're asking questions of value, not just here to see the price per share move up tomorrow so you can see it in the green. Um, they do mention some dead questions to avoid. I like this importantly because these are questions sometimes we get asked online and it's not like we're literally controlling the stock moving. Is your company going to do good? Is your product best on the market? Is the stock price going to go up? Um, these are questions that I don't feel like are beneficial and I'm glad that the book also um, pointed those out as well. Expectations drives prices. Um, yes, they do. I do feel like um, expectations are important, um, but also they can be misleading depending on how um, how balanced you are as an investor. Um, expectations I feel like are important um, in the blue chip stump uh, company, blue chip companies, especially uh, because they're they're primarily based on results. Where I feel like um, in the penny stock world, a lot of this is speculation and a lot more speculation and potential being these companies are smaller and usually just growing an idea that can turn into much value as um, time goes on. Um, they also try to tell you to look out for the one trick ponies, the uh, companies that penny stocks that might have something here or there to drive the price up and the company goes back down. So understand the difference between um 
what type of investor you're going to be. If you're going to be that type that just plays volume and in and out, or that type of investor that buys a bulk of shares, wait for the company to come to life, and then sells on the way up in proportions. Um, so just understanding you as an investor, I feel like it's very important what your goals are and your level of patience and expectations. Um, putting in that work to do your due diligence to really make this stuff make sense to you is really going to separate you from other investors, but most importantly, help you to grow so you can make more money and eliminate risk. Um, the more you grow as an investor, I do feel like you put yourselves in different positions to eliminate risk. Yes, penny stocks are affected by trends and depending on the sectors. For me, I trade penny stocks that are usually in hot sectors. Um, right now, um, the crypto world, um, whether they are mining, um, whether they are buying land to mine, whether they're buying, um, getting deals with different companies to merge to be able to do mining, um, whether they're forming a platform. Um, NSAV was a prime example. So knowing what your company is doing as far as the industry, I feel like if you're playing into hot, hotter sectors in the penny stock world, I do feel like you set yourself up almost for success by doing so. But in doing so, it's also important um, to get to the party early to buy low. I'm not a fan of buying high just because the company's going to the moon when it's been up hundreds, hundreds of percent the last couple of months. I do feel like when profit, when people eventually do pay, take profit, which they do often, um, that's when you can find your dips. That way you can, whether you're averaging down or or just taking a starter position, you're making sense of why you're getting in literally versus just, hey, it's hot right now, fear of missing out type thing. Um, the book talks on market risk, market and company risk. I feel like it's a very important to know the difference. Um, market risk and system, systemic risk, <laughs> excuse me, um, is important to know the difference. Um, the company's specific risk um, is also important. So I feel like these are important in the aspects of knowing why a company might be dropping. Um, knowing if you want to add more shares, knowing if the company's dropping the price per share. When I say company's dropping, I apologize. I'm talk referring to the price per share. Um, also investing against the current. So investing against the current, if the company's dropping right now, you're like, hmm, should I add right now? Are all the um are all the fundamentals still intact, or does this look like a market? And, and this looks like a market overreaction for as people on Twitter. Like I'm selling, I'm selling. This is a piece of shit. It has some delays. I'll be honest, if, you met, if you're able to manage yourself in the OTC world, you can deal with any other market, in my opinion. Um, delays happen often sometimes, and that's a position then where you can add more shares lower. So when it pops, you have even more profit to take, or you can just hold what you have. But I'm not a fan in selling just because the market is selling, especially when you will see an experience in time will teach you that the market usually recovers. And nothing is sicker than watching something you sold for a loss, recover where you could have just sold either breaking even or with much more profit due to your level of due diligence and patience. These are very important things in my opinion. Um, hopefully these uh, things I did touch on today were beneficial to you. As always, only take what you see fit. Um, and I hope you're doing your reading. As I mentioned, this is OTC training camp and I get nothing from you learning a few things here or there. So this is all done uh, for free and I love. So uh, hopefully um, this is beneficial to you. 
And we'll see you next week for chapter seven entitled Picking a Winner. Uh, this is PSG. Hope you have a great day. Take care. I'm out. This concludes today's study session. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review of the platform you're listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests, or even would like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.